My name is Birdie, and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am in control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm a paranormal investigator. That means I'm researching and deep diving unexplained phenomena. I grew up in a haunted house, but now I'm investigating hauntings around the world. Welcome to our spirit diaries. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries podcast. In our first five seasons, we shared true stories of growing up haunted. After that series ended, we launched our paranormal investigation series on YouTube. So if you're looking for something to watch, go over there and watch it for free now. In this podcast, we will cover all things spooky, paranormal, and unexplained. I'm your host, Birdie, along with my co-host, Robert. Hello. Let's deep dive into the world of weird. We are so excited to talk about today's topic, and I will say this is the question I get asked the most, and I think you get asked the most too because we share the social media accounts. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we get nonstop questions about elementals. Yeah, I have seen tons of people messaging us about elementals (laughs) or just bringing it up and are confused. And I mean, to be fair, I was pretty confused about what they are because there's a lot of contradictory information out there. Um, in just researching alone, one person says one thing, another person says another thing. So it's kind of hard to decipher what may or may not be, but we have collected some information for you guys, um, for this week. And we will be talking about elementals and basically the general consensus about where they come from, what they are. I'm so excited for this because, I never could find any solid resources about elementals. And that's one of the things I tell so many of you who ask, like, where's a good elemental book? Where's a good elemental book? And it's like, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, And all of my experiences come from firsthand experience. So I'm so excited to learn because I've sort of built a taxonomic tree in my head of like how they all connect to each other Mm -hmm. but the word elemental is so broad i just i can't wait to hear what you've dug up yeah so the word elemental is super broad and it kind of gets broken down um as you have experienced and i'm sure our podcast listeners have experienced through our stories we have run into some elementals yeah (laughs) (laughs) some from the past um we've run into some elementals that may be coming up in some of our episodes in this investigation season episode five (laughs) (laughs) so talking about the elemental that you've experienced Mm -hmm. um what was that Which one? I guess we could start with the one in the home. Okay, so the one with the little, what I called at the time, the demi-demon. There was an air elemental is what I told that uh, person at the time. And that's what I still kind of think it is. It was this gray mist, um, very similar to like a smoke like that. 
Interesting. That flew out of a closet at me and I totally screamed and <laughs> they hit the floor <laughs> because they had no idea what happened. And yeah, it it was cool. It was the first time I had ever seen an elemental. That's super interesting. I've mm -hmm. personally never seen one. So that's really interesting to hear. And I hope I see one maybe one day. <laughs> I mean, that one in uh, episode five was uh, really close to touching your head. So <laughs> Yeah, and I had no idea. <laughs> I'm just sitting here staring off in La La Land. I was just waiting for it to be like a blink on your head. <laughs> I'm all tingly now. <laughs> so um, to start from the beginning, the origin of the word element comes from the Latin word elementum. And is defined as the rudiment first principle matter in its most basic form. Hmm. In the 13th century, it was defined as earth, air, fire, or water. One of the four things regarded by the ancients to make up all things. Hmm. In the 14th century, as the simplest component of a complex substance. So they got a little bit more scientific with their wording on that one. <laughs> and then in the 16th century, as the proper or natural environment of anything. Wow, that is so broad. Those are the vaguest terms. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the word elemental itself dates back to the late 15th century from the Latin word elementalis, meaning pertaining to the four elements, uh, until being redefined in 1823 as pertaining to the powers of nature. Oh. And uh, in 1877, in the occult sense, a spirit of the elements. So one of the largest influences of the knowledge of elementals is a Swiss physician, alchemist, um, theologian, and philosopher of the German Renaissance, Paracelsus. Wow. He was also an astronaut, yeah. <laughs> a physicist. That is such a resume. Holy cow. So uh, Paracelsus was a pioneer in the medical revolution and is credited as the father of toxicology. So cool. So he definitely had some credentials behind him. Yeah. Um, he also had an impact as a prophet or diviner. Um, he was big into astrology. So the Paracelsian concept of elementals draws from several older traditions in mythology and religion with common threads in folklore, animism, and anthropomorphism, also including pagan and Greek mythology. Now, I will fully admit that I had to Google these words because I did not know what animism or anthropomorphism was. <laughs> and those are just um, basically animism is giving everything an essence or spirit. So trees have spirits, grass has spirits, rocks have spirits or essence to them. Mm -hmm. And then the anthropomorphism is similar to just um, giving human traits to inanimate objects. Yes. I'm glad you knew that because I didn't. I so. did. I did. <laughs> this is this is what I spent all my money on for a degree so I can know big words. Yay. They never come in handy. <laughs> well, they did today. Yes. <laughs> College was worth it. So in his 16th century posthumous work, um, which is just a fancy word for saying someone published it after he died, mm -hmm. um, there was a book called A Book on Nymphs, Sylphs, Pygmies, and Salamanders. And on the other spirits. Oh. So wait. I don't know who the title the was. The other spirits? That's what, yes. Like the others? I, I don't know. 
Oh my gosh, because I don't know if you all remember, but I always had a category of the others. Oh yeah, and other things. That's so cool. <laughs> that is interesting. Oh my gosh, this makes me so curious. So Paracelsus categorized these mythological beings into four distinct categories. Uh, gnomes, which were being of the earth. Undines, which were being of the water. Sylphs, which were being of the air, and salamanders, which were being of fire. Mm. So while this concept of elementals seems to have been conceived by Paracelsus, he never used the term elemental itself. He considered them not as much spirits, but as beings between creatures and spirits. Wow. Um, he said that they were invisible to mankind, but had humanoid bodies, as well as they slept eight, and even more clothes. What? Yeah, which is super strange. So he went on to describe each type of elemental. Undines, which were the water elemental, are similar to humans in size, while sylphs, the air elementals, are rougher, coarser, longer, and stronger. Hmm. Gnomes were short, and salamanders are long, narrow, and lean. He goes on to describe that each elemental can move through their own element like humans move through air. So I see gnomes could walk through rocks or walls or soil without an issue, just like we would just walk from one room to the next through a doorway. Hmm. This seems like why nobody can find goblins because they just walk through the rock or leprechauns <laughs> or leprechauns. Exactly. They don't need a they don't oh. need a hole because they just disappear into a tree or something. Wait, this is actually a really interesting concept. Yeah, this is about to break my brain. So sylphs being most like humans, um, they move through air like we do, but they can fly. I don't know anybody who's. I can fly. I mean. You can fly for approximately a few seconds till you hit the ground. In my sleep, too. Come oh, well, on. I mean, of course. In your sleep. <laughs> so sylphs um, were most like humans because they will burn in fire, they'll drown in water, and they will get stuck in earth. Um, Paracelsus states that each one stays healthy in its own particular chaos, but will die in another. Hmm. Um, however, and this is where it gets weird, they are different from humans because humans are composed of three parts. And this is, again, according to him, the elemental body, the spirit, and the immortal soul. Okay, I'm not saying this is valid or not, but there are a lot of things between religions and witchcraft that mm -hmm. do attribute humans to having three parts or three souls. Right. Um, and a lot of it varies between the three, but yeah, there there is a very common consensus within the occult that there are three parts to the soul. Which is super interesting because he seems like he's on par with what a lot of other people are saying and agreeing on. Mm -hmm. So he goes on to say that elementals themselves lacked the immortal soul that humans have so that when they die, they aren't reincarnated or live on. They actually just cease to be, um, which I don't know how you feel. Well, <laughs> see, that like scares me because that was, I think, one of my like biggest fears as a kid is like if there's one day you die and there's just like nothingness. Right. And I used to have nightmares of just 
than nothing. Which is super terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I just, I had nightmares all the time as a kid of just being in blackness and having no body and just being like that for eternities. And it was so scary. Sounds scary. So that really scared me. And I never really thought much about the afterlife, even though I could see spirits. <laughs> but that was always scary. And I don't know how I feel about like, do you think they could not really have an afterlife? I don't know how I feel about that because they're almost afterlife-esque to me. Mm -hmm. They're very similar to spirit. But it makes you think, do you think a tree has an afterlife right i don't know do can a tree's essence be reincarnated yeah i just i don't know it's definitely a mind-breaking thing to try and think about because obviously you know i'd love to imagine everything has some sort of after right but mm. because they're i guess well okay i have a theory i have sure. been in lots of forums and stuff over the years when I've been trying to figure out stuff. And I do know there are people who believe and large groups that accept that people have lived past lives as elementals. That's interesting. So perhaps they can't have any sort of life as an elemental again, or they just don't come back as an elemental. Perhaps they don't have an afterlife because they're immediately reincarnated. They don't sort of have that in-between stage. Potentially. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. This is yeah, what some that's people super claim. Interesting. That's super interesting. And I don't know. <laughs> so to build on that, he also states that by marriage with a human being, the elemental and their children together would gain a soul. How do you have sex with an elemental? I don't know and there were no diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> Google, can you show me a diagram of a human having sex with an element? You would should not. Yeah, no, don't, don't Google that. That's probably not a good idea. Wait, but how does that happen? How are there, does he claim there's any successful hybrids? I could not find anything that said there were any successful. Just the theory that it could be done. Hmm. Now, I would be most curious to see if there are any children of fire elementals with humans because, ow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm curious to see, like, do, I wonder, since he's pulling from, like, pagan style mythology, mm -hmm. if he thinks any of, like, the Greek gods were, like, demigods, like, does mm -hmm. he think they're half elemental? I don't know. That's interesting. So... He went on to describe them as being invisible spiritual counterparts of visual nature, mm -hmm. uh, many resembling humans, but inhabiting worlds of their own that are unknown to man because of the human's undeveloped senses were incapable of functioning beyond the limitations of the grosser elements. So they're saying we ourselves are limited because we can't see past our own existence kind of thing. That's really weird. It sounds super weird. And that was a quote that weren't, those weren't my words. <laughs> huh. Wait, 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 I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Birdie. 
Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. So I'm intrigued. I was definitely interested by it. It's like, so is this something that's learned or is this something that certain people have an innate ability? Right. Like yourself. It's like, could I learn to see an elemental or am I just blissfully unaware when there's something on my head? I think everybody has a connection to spirit. I I talked about this today on Twitter. Um, We had a question of, do you think, you know, like any form of psychicness can be learned? And I do think so. I, I think it's very similar to... Some people have a natural affinity for piano and playing piano. Mm -hmm. Some people have to learn it. Regardless, they can end up in the same skill set. Right. I mean, same with any sport or any sort of creative skill. I think psychicness is the same way. Um, I just think it's really difficult. I know it's really difficult for myself to trust myself and get past this like form of disbelief Mm -hmm. to then fall into this weirdness to where you're getting validated information right i i wish i understood how it works more but i do think everyone's capable and i i do there's so many stories in folklore that you know talk about elementals now that we know that there's different so many different categories to where do you think like people used to just have this as an experience of everyday life do you think everybody was at one point super open to this stuff and perhaps these stories were so strong because they were so close to being real. Right. And it's just a trait we've lost over time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of people believe that it's something that you could potentially grow. And then there's the opposite side who believes you can't, for example, you can't learn to be tall. Mm-hmm. You can't learn to have a new limb. Like it's just a part of you and who you are. So it's interesting to see like which side is correct. It's like, can, is it something you can learn? But I mean, we've heard stories and seen instances where people have had no psychic ability and then all of a sudden they have psychic ability or. Yeah, there are a lot of great mediums who literally claim they woke Mm -hmm. up one day and all of a sudden spirits were everywhere. And before that, it was absolutely nothing. Right. Which poses the question, was it always there and they didn't have it turned on? 
Or is it something that something was miraculously learned switch. overnight? Exactly. <laughs> I turned my psychic switch on. Oh, man. The, see, that's is scarier to me than just seeing spirits all of my life. Because right. it's like I've never known anything different. I couldn't imagine waking up one day and realizing all of this. I am blissfully unaware. <laughs> <laughs> so Paracelsus later expanded on his description of each elemental type. Mm-hmm. Undines themselves... Um, the word undines was derived from the Latin word unda, meaning wave. Mm. Undines are the water elemental spirit and are mostly depicted as female in a lot of art and like ancient depictions. Mm. Um, it coincides with the ancient Greek idea that water is a feminine element. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're described as being found in forests, pools, and waterfalls singing. Later writings branded them as nymphs Mm. and led to modern literature that focuses on the most common undines, mermaids. Mermaids? (laughs) Such as the little mermaid. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If we have time for a quick story, I have a silly one. Please do. Um, One time when I was three years old, I was eating out with dinner with my family and my grandpa had a wishbone and he explained that if I get the bigger half of the wishbone anything I wish will become true and so of course I was like oh my gosh this is perfect and I did the wishbone with him and I got the bigger side (laughs) so I made a wish and I obviously didn't tell anybody what it was because you know birthday wishes you're not supposed to say yeah it it will come true right so I didn't tell anybody, but apparently, according to Birdie lore, um, I went home, got naked, and laid on the couch. Why were you naked? Listen. Okay. (laughs) Just wait for this. It's logical, I swear. And I laid on the couch and refused to eat, refused to use the bathroom, refused to leave the couch (laughs) yes leave the couch i just laid like a log on the couch and my parents were so confused um apparently i kept this behavior up for three days (laughs) um and my parents were like bringing me food and we're like you have to take a bathroom break i'd run to the bathroom come back lay like a log (laughs) and they eventually were like okay what the heck is going on right and i got i told them i apparently started getting pretty pissed off and i was like I want the wishbone and I'm waiting for my wish to come true. (laughs) And my mom was like, good God. Like she called my grandpa and was like, what did you tell her? She thinks like she's waiting for something. Like she's having extremely weird behavior. And finally my mom got out of me that I was waiting to be a mermaid (laughs) and I didn't have clothes on because I would get my seashells and my tail, so I couldn't have clothes on to affect that process. That makes sense. Right. Um, and she coaxed me out of doing this whole ritual waiting to be a mermaid because she said that if I was a mermaid, I would not be able to eat chicken nuggets under the sea, which was my favorite food <laughs> at that time. And apparently that immediately snapped like logic to me. And I was like, no chicken nuggets. I got dressed and was normal from then on out. (laughs) (laughs) So how old were you when this happened? We talking like 15, 16? Robert, (laughs) you were such a jerk. 
so mean. You're so uh, mean to me all the time. I'm just being bullied <laughs> over here. So I, I uh, like that. I like the the process. I'm gonna go lay naked on the couch for three days and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I don't need chicken nuggets. Give me a tail. <laughs> How cool would it have been if it worked? Could I you, mean, you'd have blown everyone's mind. Could you imagine if like wishes were like a legit thing that yeah. just happened? Yeah, it'd be insane. I love mermaids. Okay. So undines are further broken down into many species based on where they live, including nereides, which is in the sea, limnads in freshwater lakes, naiades in fountains, wells, springs, streams, and brooks, mermaids in oceans, and potamides in rivers. I love these words because they're all derived from like the origins of those words. Mm -hmm. Like I studied limnology, mm -hmm. study of lakes. Pretty cool. It is really cool. I love word or origins. <laughs> <laughs> you little linguist. No. <laughs> so moving on to sylphs, um, the word sylph is through a blend of the Latin words Sylvestris, which means living in the woods or forests, mm -hmm. and nympha, meaning a female nature spirit. Popular culture over time has slowly started to mix them with fairies because they are of air, and you always see fairies fluttering around in any depiction. Mm. They are different. I would agree fairies are in their own fae category and aren't elementals. Right, but they're lumped in a lot. Gnomes... Uh, come from the Renaissance Latin gnomus. So I learned a little about Renaissance Latin. It's when a bunch of dudes during the Renaissance time made up Latin words that they <laughs> thought were cool so that they sounded Latin. Oh gnomus God. was one of these yeah. words. Geniuses. Yeah, Geniuses. So that's the Renaissance Latin. <laughs> it's believed that the term was invented by Paracelsus and derived from the actual Latin term genomos which means earth dweller. <laughs> Gnome is used synonymously with pygmy for earth elementals. Gnomes are thought to be guardians of mines and precious underground treasures, as well as anything earthen, including just plants, trees, and general nature. <laughs> the gnomes of Swiss folklore are said to have caused the landslide that destroyed the Swiss village of Plurs in 1618. Oh no. The villagers had become wealthy from a local gold mine created by the gnomes who poured liquid gold down into a vein for the benefit of the humans. Mm -hmm. And when they, the humans were corrupted by this newfound prosperity, the gnomes were offended and took care of the town. <laughs> I wonder if this is where like Tommyknockers originated. Could be. Huh. In the 19th century fairy tales, gnomes are largely synonymous with other terms such as little people in fairy tales, goblins, brownies, leprechauns, and other household spirit types that associate with earth or underground. Mm -hmm. um, puck wedgies are actually largely considered to be related or a form of gnome. So the um, gunkies would be a gnome, right? Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Just living in the attic, right. staring at me when I try well, to go to the bathroom. Well, an attic is kind of like a cave system. Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Weird. Spooky, right? Very. 
terrified my entire childhood. No. <laughs> you just got to run fast past the vent and they can't get you. <laughs> so salamanders are the element of fire. They're said to be the most private and unseen of the elementals. In old times, philosophers were said to burn incense that when burned, the vapors or smoke formed a suitable medium for salamanders to make their presence felt without flames. Uh, salamanders differ in shapes and sizes. It's reported that they are seen in shapes of fiery balls or flames and fires. Uh, they're also deemed to be the most powerful and dangerous of the elementals. Interesting. I love the incense comment because I have an incense blend that is not in our shop and I don't share that actually brings forth a smoke protector mm -hmm. thing. I wonder if that would be considered a salamander. By these definitions, I believe so. Why? Which is interesting. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do it and try and communicate <laughs> with it next time. Hello. <laughs> That's in the, for an extreme case of some very, very, very extreme protection. Right. No, I, I completely agree. That's a secret, secret recipe. It's a strong one. <laughs> so moving on to how they are depicted in religion. Um, they are actually prevalent in many religions and practices hey. that are still active today. So in Christianity, some Christian pastors label elementals as demons. What? Which gives a negative connotation and alludes to them being evil or not of Christ. Uh, in a verse from the Bible, Colossians 2.8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world other than Christ. Oh, I see. So they were saying, don't don't believe them. It's just Christ. What? Yeah. This so, is so, this is so weird to me. I just don't understand why we have to make everything else evil. I don't know. What and by it? we, I mean humans in general, not not just Christianity. A lot of religions and right. beliefs do this to things. We can all share the world. We can all love each other. We can love most people. Some of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not any of our listeners. No, none of them. I mean, it's it's going to be people not listening. I mean, <laughs> you know, not the cool people. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, I mean, that, that immediately, if you listen to it, then you're one of the cool people. If you're not listening to it, sorry. <laughs> Get on board the Cool Kid Express. Oh. Woo, woo. This is getting cooler by the second. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It feels so cool. <laughs> so... A little bit into Wicca, the elements and elementals are integrated into belief and ritual. Each element is associated with the four cardinal directions, north, east, south, and west, and each is called upon by the ritual celebrant who turns towards each direction and invites its element or elemental to the circle. Mm -hmm. uh, this calling of the quarters invokes the elements, which are then dismissed at the end of the ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, the elements, elemental spirits, energies also have presence in Hinduism, Buddhism, witchcraft, Islam, and paganism, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. So, bunch of religions, in bunch of practices. Right. It, it's kind of in everything, mm -hmm. which I found super interesting because you can gain truths by taking a little piece of a bunch of different people's. Yeah. So, there has word. to be some truth to this mm -hmm. existing. Right. 
I love it. <laughs> so what do you think about elementals in general? Like how do you how do you feel about them after learning all this? It almost seems like they were super into I, I it's hard to explain because I'm curious if because people don't talk about them or look into them as much mm -hmm. as I feel like they were when they were trying to understand the world mm -hmm. in like the earlier times, like they just don't present themselves the same way or don't have as much interaction. I feel like in the older times, they were kind of calling on them more often and trying to learn, whereas now we're not. I, as a whole. I agree. I feel like elementals are one of the things that are vastly underrepresented in mm -hmm. the community. And I know there's so much focus, especially right now, on like demon and demonic things. That just seems to be the trendy thing. Mm -hmm. But elementals are so cool. And they're one of the things that I've understood least mm -hmm. um, and been intrigued by most. <laughs> so... I mean, from the end that I seen at the park, like, so cool. I didn't even know. Like, it was like this whole tree spirit. Right. And it just made me think, you know, like, Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas could be so real. <laughs> and true. But, I mean, where did she come from? She could totally be an elemental. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, again, more derived from lore. And there's just so much to understand. And I never thought like fairies were real mm -hmm. at all even after years and years and years of seeing spirits i was like fairies are not real right and i've seen fairies mm -hmm. and i totally totally changed my mind i'm a skeptic so <laughs> it took me seeing and experiencing to believe but there's just so many creatures there was this one house uh, Robert and I looked at when we were trying mm -hmm. to buy a home mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> There was this orchard in the back and there was all these like small, like white fuzzy creatures in the orchard trees mm -hmm. that were like jumping like tree to tree. And they had like these soft, like little bell voices. And I was just completely taken aback by seeing all these creatures and trees. And it wasn't just one. There was like a colony of them. It was incredible. I remember you telling me, and I was like, "What? I don't see anything." I was like, "This <laughs> was is like, why." Do I do I move? Am I okay? <laughs> I was like, "This is why this house is so cheap." Yeah. <laughs> like having an orchard was not in our budget no, at no, all. No. <laughs> so, so seeing um, one was like, "Why?" <laughs> right? Yeah. The hot the house had whoa, a lot of spirits. Oh yeah. Um, but no, it's so interesting. Just because I think the key to seeing elementals is truly loving the earth mm -hmm. like touch the grass and feel the grass like feel the grass's spirit feel it being alive feel the sun on your face mm -hmm. feel the wind in your hair and like take that as its own thing like instead of hugging a person the wind's hugging you when it blows on your skin it's like instead of you know kissing someone mm -hmm. like the sun like kisses your skin right and just like truly being a part of the world and to me elementals are a piece of earth they truly like are earth mm -hmm. and i think too perhaps maybe we're not seeing them as much now because of all the destruction we've done to the earth yeah from development to poisoning water systems and 
degrading our air quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have been so horrible to it. I don't know why any elemental would even like us um, as a species. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if they thrive in these natural environments, how many natural environments have humans destroyed that have could have made some of these extinct? Mm -hmm. That's completely true. (sighs) It stresses me out. It's so sad. (laughs) It is. And this is where the empathic medium side comes in. It's like feeling all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's I love this, and I definitely would love to further deep dive into each one of these in the future. For sure. Well, thank you for listening to The Spirit Diaries. 